You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Evening everyone and welcome to our service tonight. If you're joining us for the very first time, we are Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. We're part of an international community of churches that celebrate the inclusive love of God for everyone. Tonight we celebrate the great feast of Pentecost, that time when Jesus gave the gift of his spirit to his followers. And he continues to give that spirit freely to those who believe in him. It's also a spirit that founded and continues to grow and nourish his church on earth. Throughout Easter, we've lit our Easter candle as a reminder that we are called to be an Easter people filled with the joy of Jesus' resurrection. But it's also a promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit. John tells us that God is love. And in Ezekiel, God promised to take out our hearts of stone and gives us hearts of love instead. Pentecost is the free giving of God's spirit to live in our hearts. Let's celebrate that one last time as we reflect on our candles and what it means to be beacons of hope, lights to the world. And we invite God's Spirit, the very living presence of Jesus, to fill every corner of our hearts. Let us pray. Creator God, your Spirit hovered over the waters before your Word brought life. Your Spirit descended upon your Son at his baptism in the Jordan, and that same Spirit was given to his followers on the first Pentecost. Continue to pour out that same spirit on your people. May we be renewed in love and empowered to serve you by witnessing to the gospel throughout the whole world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm delighted to say that my friend Uh, The Reverend Jackie Tyson is our guest preacher tonight. Our readings tonight speak of the Holy Spirit being poured out on the faithful in order to minister to God's people. A reading from Numbers chapter 11, verses 24 to 30. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. As soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not continue doing it. Now, two men remained in the camp one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the Spirit rested on them. 
they were among those registered, but they'd not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the, as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in their own language. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, we've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young people will see visions. Your old people will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. 
the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am massive welcome to this online sermon and a massive thanks to Ronnie for asking me to be part of uh, the Northern Lights worship on the Feast of Pentecost. It's a feast that's very, very dear to my heart and, and feedback is very welcome. In the name of God, who is creator, redeemer, and sustainer of all. Amen. Preceding today's reading from the Book of Acts is an, is an account of um, Jesus' ascension, a particular time when Jesus physically left a specific place to become present everywhere in the form of the Holy Spirit. That Jesus' followers were told to go to Jerusalem and to pray, told they will be Jesus' witnesses there, and also in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. All of those places will be reached by their witness. No pressure there then. This witnessing of Christ, like ripples in a pond, will spread throughout the whole world when the gift of the Holy Spirit arrives and is accepted. The ascension bit of the reading only takes up two verses. The rest of the story is about the importance of witness, how Jesus' followers will be transformed by the Holy Spirit after they have gathered and prayed as instructed by Jesus. Jesus says, you will be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit will demonstrate its presence by the effect it has on Jesus' followers, by their witness to Christ. And similarly, in the reading you heard today, the coming of the Holy Spirit actually only takes up four verses in quite a long passage. And the rest is about witness, it's about the use of scripture, people's reactions, people's responses, and the creation of a new community. It's concerned with how everybody reacts to the arrival of the Holy Spirit, how the gift is accepted, because the best gifts do have to be accepted and valued to get the full use from them. The Holy Spirit, like the wind and with the same uncontrollability, like fire and with the same danger, dashes Jesus' followers out of the upstairs room, away from safety and into the street. Those gathered in prayer had asked for the Holy Spirit to come, but did they expect what they got? This noisy, dangerous, God-filled thing that turned their world upside down. And unsurprisingly, the people gathered in Jerusalem to pray for another feast are bewildered. What does this mean? And they must be drunk. They're the only two recorded comments, but 
Uh, there will, I'm sure, have been more as onlookers heard these strange people transformed by the Holy Spirit talking to them in their own language. I wonder who was most surprised, those who heard or those who found themselves with the power to speak and be understood. Peter was inspired to speak out the words that transformed the lives of many that heard him and his life too. Nothing could ever be the same. And for many, it might have been hard to hear things that were so different to what they knew and a bit scary to realise that this witness and their witness could change the world. A new community was founded that day based on the belief of God's transforming love seen in Jesus and transmitted in the most unexpected of ways by the Holy Spirit. So this reading is very much about response. Jesus' followers respond to him in doing as he asked and praying, asking for the Holy Spirit. The response of the crowd to the spectacle and clamour and Peter's response to the crowd who accused them of being drunk. It seems odd to be talking about the Holy Spirit dashing people into the street. The disciples and Peter's incredible witness and the incredulity of some of the crowd when at the moment we can't take to the streets and large crowds can't or at least shouldn't gather. I think it's important to realise that what we are doing now is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We have formed a new online community of witness and worship here, which is open to all. We are praying, sharing worship and sometimes speaking out our response to both the Holy Spirit and the current situation is a massive act of witness because let's face it it's not always easy it's not always easy to see the holy spirit the recent news of roger floyd a black man killed by a white policeman kneeling on his neck as he said i can't breathe it's more like the, the crucifixion than Pentecost. And it cries out for justice, as do the voices of all those oppressed and silenced because of their ethnicity, their health, their sexuality, their poverty and their lack of agency. I believe if we accept the freely given gift of the Holy Spirit and recognize its immensity, that we can learn to hold that complex space where we both rejoice in God's love and joy and faithfulness and seek to live that out in the world. And at the same time, weep with rage and sadness and admit honestly that witnessing to injustice and cynicism in the world and the undoubted need to challenge and change things and to ask the Holy Spirit for a good way forward is really, really tough. 
this is the real world this is our real life this is the real life of the oppressed and those who seek justice can we believe that the uncontrollable and dangerous holy spirit can help us work in community for vital change i think it's that big a gift i think the bible tells us that and calls every one of us to it i think it's that big a gift and i think if we can accept that gift and accept that god is big enough and how the holy spirit moves uncontrollably and dangerous that things can happen that things will change that there will be new community i'm reading a book called the book of queer prophets it's very good by the way and there's a quote in it which i'm paraphrasing slightly i didn't know the bible could help me read my own life i think it can not only do that but i think the bible i think holy scripture can help you read the lives of others in terms of justice affirmation love humanity and community that god wants for us all it's there the whole story god loves you jesus loves you the holy spirit surprising and unexpected can whip us up from where we are and equip us to witness to that love sometimes sometimes in the most heartbreaking of circumstances we can be community we can show solidarity god's gift of the holy spirit is that big and if we accept that gift if we work on accepting that gift we then know and we believe that the noisy dangerous life-giving joyous and surprising holy spirit hovers around us all perhaps to sustain us in doing what we can in the best of times and sometimes in the worst of times perhaps ready to dash us into things we never thought we might do what an adventure what an adventure let's say yes let's say yes and say alleluia alleluia come holy spirit come holy spirit amen Creator God, by your word you brought all things into being, and by giving us your spirit you bring us into fullness of life in you. In faith we bring our prayers to you.
Your spirit is a spirit of justice, peace and reconciliation. We hold before you all countries and peoples affected by war, violence or injustice. May your spirit bring understanding, compassion and equity. Come Holy Spirit and live within us. We pray that your spirit renews your church around the world. Heal us of all division and may we truly be Christ's presence in the world. Come Holy Spirit and live within us. We thank you for the gifts of ministry which spirit calls us to. Renew us in our service of you and our siblings. Come Holy Spirit and live within us. Behold before you now all those who are sick and those who care for them. We pray especially for countries with poor health care and those with unjust welfare systems. We pray for those who are sick in our own community, especially Ron's sister. May your spirit restore them to the fullness of health. Come Holy Spirit and live within us. We pray for the family of George Floyd, who was killed by police. May his death lead to an end of racism and a recognition that we are all made in your image. Come Holy Spirit and live within us. We pray for all those who have died. May they come home to rejoice in your presence forever. Come Holy Spirit. Every week at Northern Lights, we light a candle to recognise all those lives lost with HIV and AIDS. As we light a candle this week, we remember those all fighting with the condition and those who are working hard to try and find prevention and treatment for HIV and AIDS. Let us take a moment to make our own prayers. It is the spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. Together we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Together we say our grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all 
evermore. Amen. Go with the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.